0: Okay. And that's my opening. (sighs) I
1: wish I could be mad at you, but I can't, only because I was going to do a similar bit.
0: Of a whole idiot here, folks. <laughs> like I was gonna do a
1: similar bit where, like, I open it with the popping of the fucking tab, but I was also gonna do this shit. Just fucking. Oh god. Ugh. All right. Ugh. Now that we're over lubricated. Over Discord, that sounded so <laughs> bad. It probably sounded so crunchy. I need to switch my mics over. Give me a sec.
0: No, it was slurpy. <laughs>
1: All right, welcome back to the DRL podcast. I am comma. He is fish.
2: I can't breathe. <laughs>
0: oh God, we're not even a minute in. And no, we're already. Jesus Christ.
2: Uh...
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now that we're now that we're back on Earth, um. It's fucking October! It's Spooky Month! <laughs> it, it is Spooky Month. Um, and that means that means we gotta talk about spooky things. Or at least, I mean, you know, spooky-adjacent Halloween-related. Um, we actually didn't decide on this pre-podcast, so I'm just gonna decide on the fly here. Just because simply, it, this is kind of like a little bit of the foundation of the Derailed Podcast... Fucking horror games, my guy. I don't know if I've stated this on the podcast before or not, but uh, Fish is actually the one who introduced me to horror games. Like, I Welcome. always, I always kind of like knew about horror games. Like, the obviously, like, actually, yeah, like I knew about horror games. You know, like Resident Evil and Silent Hill. I also didn't know how to properly identify horror games because for the longest time, I thought the game Twisted Metal was a horror game. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: like, I, I had, like... I mean, if you're, if you're like seven or eight playing that game, yeah, it's pretty fucking horrifying, <laughs> but... But, no, unfortunately, not, not a horror game, per se. Um...
1: One of the things, though... Uh, I guess the only thing that I had played that was, like, horror-adjacent before me and you became friends was uh, probably House of the Dead, honestly. That was probably the most horror-adjacent thing that I had been exposed to. Like, like as, as far as games one? go. Yeah, the arcade game. All right. Um, But, yeah, that was really... That was really it. Not because, like... I didn't want to seek those things out. It was mainly, honestly, the main reason I hadn't, I hadn't been exposed to those things really before high school was just because I lived in a very sheltered household. (laughs) Fair enough. Like my parents did like, my parents enforced like movie ratings in my house. Unlike a lot of parents that, you know, by the time I was like, you know, 12 or so. Like, you know, TV and movies were still... And even fucking music and video games were still regulated pretty hard in my household. And and now that I'm older... This is... Fuck, here's this for a ham-fisted segue. Um, Fucking, now that I'm older, I'm starting to think that my parents maybe did that on purpose.
2: How do you figure? Like...
1: I think they kept me away from those things. So that way I would be encouraged to seek them out on my own.
2: You know what I mean? Hmm. Because that's
1: kind of what I had to do, you know? Like, when it came to, like, fucking, like, you know, listening to, like, uncensored music and, like, listening to the music that I wanted to fucking listen to... I had to fucking, you know, rebel and fucking, you know, take fucking a couple rage against the machine CDs out of my dad's CD case while he wasn't fucking looking and listen to him while no one was home on full blast. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) You know, so it's like maybe there was something that they knew that I didn't where it was like, no, like if. If we keep these things from him and we kind of, like, put them, like, on, like, this shelf, per se, like, that'll encourage him to go out and, like, find cool shit on his own, you know? And that's kind of how I did do it, you know? <laughs> Fair enough. But, you know, they also could have just been, you know, strict and, you know, just following the fucking rules, you know? I was I I was the firstborn, so it was, like you know, that's the kid that you're the most careful with. That's the playtest
0: content. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Gotta work out all the bugs <laughs> for the next release. Oh, fuck.
1: But anyways, I'm fucking rambling on. My whole point here is
0: that Fish here probably has a bigger background in horror games than I do. I, I want to know, just because I don't Fully remember, what was the first game that I showed you?
1: The first game that you showed me was Amnesia, The Dark Descent. And it was specific, I remember specifically which part you showed me. It was, you were, it, it, there was a thing in the water. You had to jump across oh boxes, God. and there was an invisible thing in the water.
0: Oh, I hate I hate all of the water scenes. I hate just, water like... based things in general, which is why <laughs>
1: it has taken me so long to work up the courage to play Subnautica.
0: <laughs> Subnautica? Uh well, yeah, it's got some really intense horror elements. Plus it's like it's like kind of based around philosophia. So that's, yeah, that's exactly. Cool. <laughs> uh speaking of um I I wanna uh, I played a little bit of Soma on a stream, but I haven't gone back to it yet. I mm-hmm. really need to because it was very fun. It is very nerve wracking. <laughs> I have a, where? How old is that game? Uh, Soma. Yeah. Uh, like be twenty sixteen. That much I know for sure. Okay,
1: uh, so so it's a, so it is definitely a little bit older. It's over five years old.
0: Uh, initial release dates was September 22nd, 2015. Okay, so yeah, it's six years old. Yeah, because I remember it released on the PS4. Oh, okay. I just... And that's where I initially bought it. I remember
1: hearing the name somewhere before, and I remember being like, that sounds like, that sounds like a spooky game, you know, because it was just, because it's just kind of like, there's, like, you can just call a game a weird word and right away you know that it's a horror game. Like, um, there was that game that was made on the same engine as Amnesia. I think it was called, like, Penumbra or some shit like that.
0: Oh, it was from the same developers. Um, oh, same developers, that... not same engine. Uh, I I mean, I probably believe... the same engine. It, it might be a, uh, Amnesia might be a, a more refined version of that engine. Oh, okay. Um... Was it Penumbra came out after their first Penumbra. game. Yes. Uh, and I forget which um because there's uh Overture, um Requiem, and a third one. And I can never remember which order they actually go in story wise. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, there's three of them. Uh and they are unnerving as fuck. And there's actual combat to that one. Uh whereas uh Amnesia is very much run hide uh fuck off there's monsters around
1: see and i think that's what i think that's what it takes for a horror game to actually get me now like yes you can get me with cheap jump scares fucking all day every day you know what i mean mm-hmm. like cuz that's what a jump scare is intended to do it's intended to get you to like jolt that's why it's called a jump scare um but what, like, my whole thing is it's just like the reason why I find games like Resident Evil, like, especially the more modern ones, like, I would say from four to eight, not counting five and six. Um, uh, I would say that those games are more stressful than scary. Because you actually have something that you can defend yourself with whenever there's a situation where you can defend yourself from the monster or defend yourself from the threat it it doesn't take away the suspense of the moment, but it definitely does take away the scariness of the moment:
0: uh, I guess that all depends for me because like uh going through uh... I've played pieces of Resi Seven. I have not touched Resi Eight yet, mm-hmm. uh, and even going through the first, like the first handful, either the the versions that are closer to like the original PS One release, or like the HD remasters or remakes in the recent years, um, because all of it co- boils down to resource management. So mm-hmm. if you're not able to to properly manage your resources, i.e. your bullets or even health. Um, yeah, then, he, I mean,
1: hell, fuck even saving items when it comes to the older games.
0: Yeah, because you had a very limited inventory, which means you had to drop stuff off in the chest and you may not have exactly what you're looking for. And that's where a lot of the trial and error came in, unless you had a walkthrough, which didn't come until way later, unless <laughs> you had a strategy guide, um, which, again, didn't really come until way later. Uh, but yeah, like that... It's that part of do I have enough bullets? Do I have enough health? Do I have something to, to make sure that I can, heal up if I do get in danger, and then not having any of that or having very little of that is a lot of where the the scare comes in, because it's meant to be psychological horror is more based in suspense, right? Uh than like a jump scare because jump scares didn't really come in in gaming until like well a lot later than than those games in the early days like silent hill and resident evil right uh they they became a lot more prevalent in like the the late 2000s early 2010s with <laughs> like slender and shit right right
1: well and uh, i think and and maybe that's just how i'm kind of built as a horror consumer i'm more one for like the suspension buildup and payoff instead of, like, the action mixed in there, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, so you're, um, you have to have atmosphere, which is exactly where I am as well.
1: I'm a bigger fan of Alien than I am of Aliens. I know everybody says that Aliens is the better movie, and while they may be right about that, I am a bigger fan of the original movie.
0: Is it one of the best sequels of all time? Uh, I wouldn't say that, but is it is it one of the best sequels to a horror franchise ever? It, specifically to a horror franchise ever, <laughs> only to be immediately
1: Probably. bricked by the following four entries.
0: <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. That's, that's, no that that's for that's for another another podcast but um
1: <laughs> alien a disappointing walk through history
0: <laughs> <laughs> which is which really sucks because i actually enjoyed covenant and and uh prometheus but um but yeah it's like th- there's like yeah it's it's a great sequel but it's not really horror right or at least not not you know not the same kind of horror as the original Alien.
1: No, it's definitely more of an action movie. Like I would, like I would literally say, like in terms of like games, I, I, I it's literally the difference between like Alien is like Amnesia and uh, Aliens is like Resident Evil.
0: Mm. It kind of
1: I'm trying to make simplistic comparisons that way, you know, it's like just easy for anyone to consume rather than like going into this deep like conspiracy theorist
0: like connection web. Hee <laughs> hee monkey brain AB. <laughs> if that's what you're going for then yes. <laughs>
1: Did we just inadvertently call our audience knuckle dragging cavemen?
0: <laughs> no, but you just did. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but Ugh. but yeah, if if you're making simplistic uh, comparisons, then yes, that that's that's pretty fair. Resident Evil is zombies and uh, has I wouldn't necessarily say running gun, but there is there it is combat focused and it's a lot of resource management. Whereas uh, Silent Hill is much more uh, uh, psychological horror based, there is combat, but it's not right. as like it's not as prevalent. Um, a lot of it is is just uh, exploration, what's coming around the next corner, and you know uncovering the puzzle, or like solving puzzles and uncovering the story. Right. Right. And still one of my favorite Silent Hill games is Silent Hill 2. Like it's a lot of people's favorites if if they're a fan of the series uh, with good reason.
1: I mean it's but either it's... 2 or 3. Like I know that I like I know that there's absolutely nothing wrong with the first one. It's just 2 and 3 were just such better refined versions of what the first one did.
0: Yeah, 100% first one obviously was revolutionary when it came to horror games because we hadn't really had a purely psychological horror based game right and plus like even if even if you compare like the main characters like you've got you've got Jill or Chris over on the Resident Evil side, they're combat experts they're military, yeah but but Harry Mason over on the Silent Hill side, he's just he's f- your everyman. He's yeah. he's a dude looking for his daughter. He's
1: just a dude. <laughs> and if you want to go later on down in the series, uh what, the guy from fucking uh origins, he's just a fucking trucker. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's he's a trucker. Uh James is a um is just an your average dude as well in Silent Hill 2 silent hill 3 you have uh cheryl mason who's the daughter that harry was looking for in the first game Mm -hmm. and fucking spoilers for silent hill 3 harry gets fucking butchered
1: (laughs) okay well here let me take my comparison earlier and make not exactly a better one but one that's a little one that's been discussed a little bit further then.
0: So, it, does it still go along with knuckle dragging?
1: I, I mean, yeah, kind of. I mean, it's still a it's still a simplistic comparison, like you know, because it's like because I'm just looking at like face value concept. I'm not looking at details when I'm making this comparison. So, like, Silent Hill is to Alien what Resident Evil is to Aliens. Like, yes, I am aware I'm comparing two completely different series, but like I said, I'm comparing concepts here. Like, one is based on more of the psychological horror side of things, the other one does still have that horror element, but is more focused on the action combat part. Like that's that's where the comparison was being drawn. I wasn't saying in any way, shape, or form that Silent Hill or my original fucking comparison, what was it, amnesia? I, I was in no way saying that amnesia and alien are similar in like aesthetic or anything like that. It was mainly just concept. Like the psychological horror versus what would it what would that genre be considered? Action horror? Uh yeah. Because that is a genre, right? Action horror? I know it usually drifts more into comedy, but... <laughs> I mean, let's be real here. Like, if there are any, like, real, like, action horrors out there, I would consider at least two of them to be uh, Dawn of the Dead and Aliens. Fair. But Uh, all the other ones that come to mind are movies like Shaun of the Dead, At World's End, uh, or or The World's
0: End, whatever the fuck it is. If you're talking about the Cornetto trilogy, that's At World's End.
1: At World's End, okay. Um, Yeah, like, it's, you know, like, usually more often, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Have you seen that fucking movie? It's ridiculous. I,
0: I have. I love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah ho- horror comedies are, are fantastic. We're also, we're also talking about movies, not games anymore. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it's what happens when you start talking about the two, honestly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but yeah. Or, I'm it- sorry. The, the world's end. Uh, okay, at so worlds at worlds It's Pirates, funny, of, the pirates of the Caribbean. God damn it. That's why I was trying that, to fucking correct myself, but we both it, made the same mistake. It, that's okay. Similar names like it it happens. I get mixed up. That's okay. <laughs> you hear that audience? That's okay. <laughs> just just making sure. Oh shit.
1: Um fucking hell. <laughs>
0: It's, it's like getting, you know, like Metallica songs mixed up, uh, which never happened on this podcast. But right? Right?
2: <laughs> right? I'm not sure if I He's... edited that out or
1: not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Our brains do weird things. Moving on. Uh, uh, so, oh, no. So as, of,
1: inter- as of recording this, I haven't edited that episode yet, actually.
0: Uh, copy that. <laughs> Honestly, it'd be really fucking funny. To just like, bam. Uh, well, I fucked that one up here. Let's do a retake, and everything's in there. That'd be funny. Uh, but, <laughs> but, anyways, get, going completely off track. Uh, so your first game, uh, or your first horror game was Amnesia, thanks to me.
1: Pro. Yeah. Well, the first one that like I ever watched. Pretty sure the first one that I actually sat down and played was uh, the original Slender. I think it was, like, version... I think it was
2: 0.9.3. I think that
1: was the first one we played was 0.9.3. Yeah, two or three.
0: uh, Because I actually still have uh, copies of the EXEs for point. 0.5, 0.6, Point 0.5, point 0.6, and point 0.7. Okay. Maybe we started point with... 0.7 was the last one. Maybe we
1: started with point 0.5 then. Because I know we came into it kind of late because, like, it had already been making its way into compilations on YouTube, which is how we found it.
0: Mm, yeah.
2: Um. But,
1: God, that, for... that original game actually still is pretty nerve-wracking to this day like i know it's super basic and like looks really shitty but it's it's still effective in what it did you know what i mean oh yeah like everything that they did still fucking works
0: and I it, mean, it's a lot of it is, like well that's the thing they they build atmosphere through the through the sounds and the music right um But but ultimately, the scares are just that, jump scares. But they're very well crafted.
1: Yeah. It's like, granted, yes, there are. It's like, and I yeah, I just love how the game ramped up. You know? Like, the more pages you collected, the more aggressive Slender became.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Which is why the the strategy, like, finally people developed a strategy and not just getting out based on pure luck. But it's like, OK, map, map out the pages first and then just like the the more fucky ones where it's like your cr- cramped quarters and all that, like the, the indoors, the portions, bathroom, the bathroom. Yeah. Grab those ones first. And then the ones that are out in the open where it's real easy to maneuver, just like, all right, fuck up, uh, like grab the shit and fuck off.
1: I mean, I didn't, was, was that actually a strategy people started using? Because as far as I knew, that
0: was just our strategy. <laughs> no, really, that was a strategy that, that was used.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, I didn't know that. That was just yeah, a Yeah, we strategy. just weren't aware of it. Yeah, we ju- I just wasn't aware that it was a strategy. Because, like, it was just something that I thought to do one day. I was like, okay, well, there is a certain amount of time that can pass before it just jumps up to level one.
0: Yeah, it's like every minute or so. Yeah. Or like I, I, every two minutes or something like that.
1: I, I, I don't remember what it was, but it was, it, it, yeah, I just, that game fucking, and I think the, one of the things that goes on top of why that game was so relevant to us is because months, like hell, I'm talking maybe even a, a full year before uh this game came out, or before we were aware of its existence, but based on everything that happened at the time after we started seeing footage of it, I, I think we can safely assume that like about a year earlier, you showed me and a mutual friend uh a fucking video about Slender Man.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Uh, I don't remember... God, I wonder if that video is still up on YouTube.
0: What, the Slenderman documentary? Yeah. God, that, that shit was it would be, so good. It would cause... be
1: so hard to fucking find now.
0: Uh, I'm actually pretty sure I have it in my favorites. Let me, let me double-check. Because, yeah, God, that was such a good video. Like, because of the Slenderman hype and, you know, like, people... uh. Like some people believing that he was like it was real, and some. Oh my God! Like no, it there it is. Dude,
1: Ten million there was views. A, <laughs> yep.
0: There was a dude that was fucking uh, that made like uh uh like it was like a home home videos right of just like oh yeah creepy Slenderman sightings and like it was it was at the time extremely well done and people le- legit oh, thought it was um, real. Marble Hornets. Yes yeah
1: oh my god yes and then you showed me this fucking video it's up on youtube still you can literally watch this video right now if you want to it's called the slender man documentary it was uploaded by emblem studio 12 fucking years ago
0: yep march 13th 2010 i'm looking at it right now oh my god
1: but yeah fish showed me this fucking video and it changed my goddamn life. <laughs> You're welcome. Like, it was, it was genuinely one of the most unnerving things I had ever seen. And I'm sure by now, it being 12 years old, it probably looks and sounds heavily dated. Um, Especially considering that, like, if we're being real here, the internet, like it does with everything, fucking ruined Slender Man. Like, and I'm honestly not talking about, like, all of the, (laughs) I'm not talking about, like, all of the woo crap. I find that shit
0: hilarious. Like. (laughs) Uh, But it's just, that shit convinced half the internet that, like, the shit was real. That's what I love about it. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah. It's just fucking beautiful.
1: Yeah, so, like, a year before this game came out, we had watched this video. And then we were just watching a random horror compilation. Like, it was just a cut-up compilation of, uh... Oh, no, it wasn't a random compilation. We were watching a YouTuber that we used to watch. I don't want to say his name just simply because I... had a ba- Fish had a bad interaction with him. Really put a sour taste in my mouth about the guy. Don't want to promote his shit.
0: Um, oh, it, is it is it one of the guys uh, from from my old group? Yes. Okay. It, it, I'm pretty sure you know who we're talking about. Yeah, he he seems to be doing better now, which I'm I'm happy with. I'm just like, yeah, that experience was a little, hmm. yeah. But oh god, <laughs> those fucking. I I remember uh I remember watching um. Oh god, I forget if it was a live stream or if it was just a video. But like, he went through the uh, the Korean comics, whereas like the the web comics where you scroll yes! and then like it animated yes! itself. Yep, those.
1: <laughs> oh my god, I do remember that. Um, but yeah, that was I re- around
0: that same time.
1: Yeah, it was. I think those were all clips from streams that we saw on YouTube that were in like a like getting scared compilation. Mm -hmm. and uh, we noticed at one point, one of the games he was playing, we were like, wait a minute, is that? No, no way. So we looked into it a little bit more on YouTube, and then uh, sure enough, all these fucking results came up, and a compilation popped up of a bunch of different fucking
0: people playing it. Um, Uh, The one that I vividly remember is like, you've got PewDiePie, you've got Yummy Mash, you've got... um, I think that was pre-Mark. That... Oh God! Was that, or was that just, or was that particular one just not featuring Mark? It might not have featured him, but it could have been pre-Mark. Yeah, it like it had some some old 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 school. Yeah, like I'm not sure if they're even like some of them are even doing YouTube anymore. Kind um, of I think old creators. Or, I remember or like, hearing. Quite a few s- of them were like random people.
1: Yeah, well. I remember hearing something about Yami Mash recently. Um, I, I don't remember what it was that I saw. I saw something about, I, maybe it wasn't him. Honestly, I don't remember, but, um, but yeah. And, and yeah, like you said, it was also just a bunch of random people as well. And so we went and tracked the game down and it was like, oh fuck, it's a free game. Like, (laughs) and we sat down and played it and got the absolute piss scared out of ourselves. (laughs) oh my god yeah and then after that was when i finally played amnesia for the first time i think it was the christmas map i think it was when i was hanging around your place around like uh like thanksgiving black friday that one year and i was like you know what fuck it let's you know what i want to play some fucking amnesia I'm going to play the Christmas map because <laughs> that's the most I can handle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, what about, like, but yeah, like kind of where I wanted to start this conversation, but you know us in fucking tangents. Um, oh. What, like, what was your first horror game? Where did horror gaming start for you?
0: Oh, God. Uh, So I think I remember mentioning on one of the I think it was the first Zelda video or the the first Zelda episode of the podcast that that we did. I had mentioned a neighbor with the NES Mm -hmm. uh, and the Nightmare on Elm Street game. Yes. I think it considering it's based on a horror icon. Mm -hmm. If you want to consider it horror uh then that would probably be close to the start of it i mean it depends uh, did
1: you feel like that game was a horror game like did you have like a scared feeling playing that game or was it just this feeling of uh, like fuck this game is hard
0: well part of it was like yeah it's it's nintendo hard but um, right. but but it's also like uh uh Freddy fucked me up, like, as I was getting older. Because, like, uh, how how I got into horror movies, which I'll elaborate on on our next episode. But, like, Freddy vs. Jason was coming out. I had seen a couple of horror movies. Mm -hmm. And my mom said, told me, like, if you want to go see that, you're going to have to go through the entire Nightmare on Elm Street and the entire Friday the 13th franchises. Well, yeah. How else would you understand a movie that's not, actually connected to either series. <laughs> well, it's, it's not even like watch it. So you understand the, the connection. It's like, if like, I'm pretty sure my mom looked at them and went, it's, it's going to be okay. It's probably, it's not going to be as scary as, as they have been. Cause they've just gotten really cheesy. like right. After Over the first the handful. Yeah. Uh, so it's just like, if, if he can handle the first The first few of each, then he should be fine with this one. Or it was a
1: thing of, like, no, he needs to know how it feels to have the anticipation of this movie. Like, he needs to go through this entire series, you know, get through all these great movies, and then get through all of these just garbage fires. Like, specifically (laughs) when it comes to, like... I- I'm not counting A New Nightmare, because I actually really like that fucking movie. Um, but, like, when it comes to fucking
0: Nightmares 5 and 6, fuck the off. Fucking, fucking Dreamchild. Fuck and off. Then, <laughs> and then you've got fucking Jason Takes Manhattan on the other end. I love that fucking movie, honestly. <laughs> I... Hot. like I, lo- there's I love there's a lot Kane hotter there's a lot to I hate just, about
1: that movie but
0: buys them
1: no trust me I there's a lot to hate about that movie but I just for what gets me is and I know I've fucking I've seen the fucking dead meat episode as well I know that like the majority of the movie doesn't even take place in New York half of it takes place on a fucking boat
2: ah. yep
1: um also nice <laughs> uh but yeah i don't know what it is it's just the environment the music in that movie it's got some pretty good kills in it too like it like it's got some pretty phenomenal kills like i think it's uh i don't remember what the character's name is but uh he's like actually he's like the only character that actually tries to fight against jason
0: Oh yeah, he tries to box, and then yeah, fucking and Jason fucking- just like
1: <laughs>
0: just throws a haymaker and gets his head knocked off. Literally
1: gets his block knocked off
0: into a fucking dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> but any, anyways, anyways, going back to it, that was the yeah. stipulation: was I had to go through all of them and to to see Freddy versus Jason and fucking Nightmare on Elm Street. F- Fucked me up. How old were you again when this was when this happened? Uh, Freddy vs. Jason. I want to say came out in like two thousand three, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I think you're correct on that. You keep going. I'll look it up.
0: Yes, two thousand three. Oh, and okay. Fucking. <laughs> I, I'm quick on the draw. Um, but yeah, it came out in two thousand three, which means I was eleven or like about to turn eleven when the shit came out. Okay, so. Leading up to that, like, you know, they they release trailers, like, at the time, they released trailers, like, six months in advance. Right. Like, they still do that now, but it's like, it, it's mostly, like, within a month or two when they really get crazy. Otherwise, it's just like, oh, yeah, announcement, like, nine months. We, uh, the, the theaters are going to give birth to... The newest uh, fucking Dumbledore movie or something. Yeah, I used to, uh, I love
1: the way that movies used to be promoted, man. Like, it actually hyped them up, you know?
0: Yeah, it's like, it, it's, it's become its own thing now, whereas before it was just like, either you got some decent trailers or you didn't, Yeah, and that's okay. Uh, but yeah, so I, I must've gone through it like within the year before it's released. So I must've been 10 when I watched Nightmare on Elm Street for the first time. Oh, good and Lord. It, yeah. Yeah. When <laughs> you're like, you when think. you're
1: like at the peak of like having fucked up nightmares and shit too. Uh huh. Like at, like uh, when like fucking pop culture and media is influencing your nightmares the
0: most. <laughs> And now you got some spiky hand fucking uh, now confirmed kitty diddler just, just chilling out around the corner in the hallway. Like you, you remember the layout of my old place? Yeah. Uh, fucking. And, and when I was growing up, like that was just a thing was uh, you just didn't close the bedroom doors. Mm-hmm. So with how my bed was oriented, I was looking out straight into the fucking hallway, Ugh. like into the <laughs> emptiness of the house. Ugh. And of course, like I'm, I'm fucking ten. <laughs> so it's like, so I'm t- I'm ten. I'm already scared of the dark because I just don't like the dark because all the bad shit happens in the dark. And now, fucking, I have like now I have to worry like, about fuck- this
1: nightmare demon.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I'm having like fucking sleep paralysis where fucking Freddy Krueger's just like <laughs> fucking dancing on the ceiling out in the hallway, just like licking his knives. <laughs> like, yeah, that movie fucked me up. I'm sorry for
1: like that because I know it's just, like a traumatic childhood thing, but like. <gasps> I'm just like, I'm trying to picture that happening now
0: as an adult. You know what I mean? (laughs) I got worse things to think about in the dark right now. Fucking Uh. like people are, uh, people are insane. They're chilling outside my house. (laughs) Fucking, I think we're going to get robbed like every other weekend. Like, and this, this is not a joke. Like, you know where I'm at. People still sit out in front of the empty fucking street, Um. just chilling out, taking toques. And I'm like. I I will call the cops. Please leave. <laughs> I live here. <laughs> the rest of the shit's under construction. Go fucking light one of them up or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just not here. I, no. My paranoia is too bad. Anyways. <laughs> so, so, yes. <laughs> I would consider the Nightmare on Elm Street game horror because Freddy fucked up my childhood gotcha um but outside of that like proper like like it is it is actually like listed as a horror game right um i would probably say silent hill was my first on ps1
1: okay that's a good one too (laughs) oh god yeah that's another one that'll damage you for a while
0: (laughs) (laughs) and it did um also, real but, quick, yeah, we'll
1: but... get more in depth in this next week. But I don't care what anyone says; the movies are not as bad as are not as bad as they're made out to be.
0: Anyway, uh, the Silent the Silent Hill movies. Yeah, uh, I've got I've got I've got some some I've got some stuff on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll save it for next week. Yeah.
1: Uh, but yeah, so so Silent Hill, what was that like for you? Like, what, again, like, what age were you when you, when you first encountered that?
2: Uh, maybe,
0: ooh, actually, no. Uh, so I'd gotten a snippet of the first Silent Hill, like, the opening, like, the opening, um, the opening scene, the attack on the, um, Actually no, I I think I oh god, where did I get to? Cuz I had gotten a couple of levels in. Uh I got maybe to midwich like the school. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Uh so like a decent chunk in but not like I didn't finish the game. But like fucking uh the opening scene where you go in like it's still camera angles or fixed camera angles. You're going down this this like winding fucking alleyway. And it's getting more and more decrepit. And then you see a body just strung up on on the gate. And then the fucking little gray children Ugh. fucking swarming in. You got to run out like that. That was fucking terrifying. <laughs> and then have the deal with the the little. Uh, There's they're supposed to be more gray children, but they turned them into fucking spiky teddy bears for some reason for the U.S. release. What? Yeah. Um, th- it, it's a thing. But yeah, like, they, they look like big-ass, like, turd-colored teddy bears with, like, spikes on them. And, of course, PS1 graphics. You, yeah. But, like, that shit following you around in fucking Midwitch was, like, that was fucking yikes, too. Uh, But I think the first Silent Hill game that I actually finished, and I got the PC version, like, later on when I was, like, 13, uh, was Silent Hill 2. And holy shit, <laughs> dude! Seeing Pyramid Head at the end of the hallway, bathed in red light, and you have to go that way. Yeah, is just like, um. Okay, uh, please excuse me while I shit myself, and <laughs> I will be back tomorrow. Please, yeah, dude, sitting there on the computer, like a fucking mouse and keyboard in hand. I'm just like. No, I'm going to get back to this tomorrow. (laughs) Fuck that. I got... uh, My guy, I got homework to do. I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) And that that is the only time I ever chose homework over video games. Yes, because that (laughs) motherfucker was scary.
0: Still is, I would argue. Still is, yes. Spoiler warning, you get to fight three of them. Ugh. In the same arena. Is that the second game? I thought that was the third one. Nope, that was the second game. Oh, Jesus. Don't you have to do or
1: is that just the default ending or I thought you had to like meet some conditions before you could do that.
0: Oh, the the fight itself was an actual boss fight for the game, but um there is Uh, There are different conditions that you have to meet in order to get different endings. Mm -hmm. So like some stuff you have to go through a cutscene, or you have to find a a specific item or, you know, like whatever stuff. And there's generally like three to five endings. So you've got a good ending, a bad ending, and like a nightmare ending Um, or across just about all of them. I'm pretty sure there's the dog ending.
1: There's also a UFO ending in most of the games as well.
0: UFO ending so that yeah, that makes up about
1: five. I, doesn't, I know we don't like to talk about it, but doesn't four have like seven different endings or some shit like that? Uh,
0: that's one of the few that I just haven't looked up, so I'm not sure. <laughs> like it I, are we I, having I, this it took discussion? Me a long <laughs> it, it took me a long time uh, to, to actually say this out loud, but it's not a bad game. I just can't equate it to Silent Hill, the same or like like it's supposed to, mm-hmm. because like it just outside of a of uh, a couple of like a couple of lines that reference it, it's not really a Silent Hill game. Uh, and like it has a it has some like atmospheric bits and it has some psychological horror bits that that like may equate. Uh, like of of course, like you think Silent Hill, like you you've already got you've got Pyramid Head on the brain, uh, probably barbed wire, uh, like that sort of shit, like and yeah, there's some barbed wire bits, but like it, it's kind of the same way I feel about uh Resident Evil Five and Six. Mm-hmm. Uh, are they good games? Yeah, for for the most part, like yeah, they're they're different. They're good action games. I don't find them to be good resident evil games and i think that people in a similar mindset would agree that you know like uh like resident evil 5 and 6 like not bad games but i wouldn't equate them to to resident evil same thing right. with uh with for the room for silent hill like it's not a bad game i just don't really equate it to silent hill
1: once again, kind of, kind of bringing up the alien movies, and you can correct me on this if I'm wrong, but maybe Prometheus and Covenant would be seen better if they weren't alien movies.
0: And Prometheus really, like up until up until the ending, up until the ending, it wasn't. And then, and then there was that, and a lot of people went, oh, wait a second, And then it was confirmed. Oh, yeah, this is part of the alien universe. Um, and the next one that ties into that, uh, directly is going to be an alien movie. So then it, it retroactively was, well, sort of retroactively, in the fans' eyes, retroactively, uh, brought in as, or established as an alien movie.
1: Right, isn't it, like, technically considered, like, the prequel of everything?
0: Well, I mean, it gave, um... It gave insight as to how, uh, like, yes, but uh, it gave insight as to how the xenomorphs came to be with the protomorph and, you know, the, um, uh, it turns out humans were created by uh, androids. No, they weren't androids. They're just, they're just like hulking monoliths of people. Like, essentially, like, I'm pretty sure they actually said, like. Aren't they what? Oh, uh, Jesus was an alien, basically.
1: Aren't they what? Uh, Michael's Fa- Michael Fassbender's character is.
0: He is an android. Yes, I'm talking about the the big dudes, like on. Oh, the, okay. Yeah, the those dudes. Apparently, they predate humans, and it, like they they either created the humans or like basically this this dude was like. This dude was Jesus or something <laughs> like. Like Jesus was an alien is kind of like how some of that it it, it delved a lot into uh, into you know creator versus creation and, and that whole thing. Okay, um,
1: but yeah. I've I forgot a lot of uh, uh, like a lot of both of those movies. Honestly, I <laughs> I might need to rewatch them. Because it's just like, I kind of put those in the same category. I wouldn't put them in the same category. I would put them in a category above Alien 3 and Resurrection. Because they are definitely better than those movies, but I care about them just as much. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Like, they're better movies, but who gives a shit? (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm being a dick. Let's get back to the topic
2: on hands.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, so moving back over to you, what was... Uh, so after Slender, uh, di- did I ever make you play... <laughs> did I ever make you play uh, no, you would Dead be, Space? No, you
1: would be phrasing that correctly because that's what it took to get me to play horror games back then. You had to make me play them. <laughs> um, and yes, you did, you did have me play Dead Space. Okay, I remember because, uh, ever, and without fail, one of the things that I always found fucking hilarious now that I'm thinking about it in retrospect, one of the things that I find hilarious about when you would make me play horror games at your place is it, you know, there was always people over. There was always always people over when this would happen so like and it was usually like family and shit too so Mm. like there'd be a nice family gathering going on down the hall and then all they could hear is me shitting my pants and cursing
0: (laughs) (sighs) yep yeah that's the best isn't it (laughs)
1: like oh my
0: god
1: but yes dead space was definitely dead space was so good though like
0: it really was oh
1: oh my god um god i'm trying to think like because i haven't played too many like recently i would say um
0: oh god i've got so many (laughs)
1: I think re- the most recent one that I, like, actually played through was
0: uh, was fucking Blair Witch a couple of years ago. <laughs> oh, God, when you went through that on stream? Yeah. That, sh- that shit was beautiful. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, uh, same year we went through, because uh, I was actually able to, to uh, fly up and visit you. Yeah. Uh, we went through the eight pages.
1: Uh no, we went through or not the, eight the pages. arrival.
0: Uh, uh, the arrival, yeah. Which had and then played a, the eight pages. yeah,
1: which had a post game of the eight pages.
0: Fucking, I I, <laughs> I love that footage. It's just you hear sprinting, and we're like, the fuck is that? Oh my god, in the corn. <laughs> yeah, that is one of that is God. Oh
1: god i wish the audio was better on that clip (laughs) Uh, yeah oh man we may just like we we may just have to do one last recording of that game just to be like all right this is it the definitive fucking you know comma and fish playthrough of slender the arrival after this we're never playing it again at least together (laughs)
0: Fair enough. Because <laughs> it's like
1: we have tried. Like I'm not. Like not kidding. We have literally been trying to record a playthrough of us playing that game since
2: the beta.
1: Yeah. Like and to I put do that remember. and to put that into perspective, the beta the bater, <laughs> beta uh the beta release date for Slender the Arrival was February 9th, 2013.
2: That was when the beta was released.
1: And I could be wrong about that as far as like when we played it because There may have been, like, a Kickstarter or some early form of crowdfunding that Fish donated to, and maybe we got to play it before it went public.
0: I'm not sure. No, there was uh, a—there may have been, like, a—like, if you pre-order, you—oh, no, wait, it wasn't on Steam at the time. So, yeah, it must have just been, uh, hey, here's a beta, try it out, and—yeah, because I have a couple of playthroughs of the beta. Yeah. From fucking nine years ago. Yep. Oh, Where's the one where I just rolled out? Of, what Was that the arrival? Yeah, that was the arrival. Where I just rolled out of bed and was like, fuck it.
1: Yeah, I think it's the first one that's on your channel.
0: Yeah, um, there it is. It's February 11th, 2013.
1: And oh, no. Wait, so you had it a couple days. You had it early then. Or no, I'm sorry, 13th, it came out on the 9th. I'm an idiot. Yeah, the 9th is when it came out. Never mind, I'm an idiot.
0: Yeah, so I got access to it, rolled out of bed, and, like, I think I installed it the night before. That way I could just, like, get up and immediately record.
1: Yeah, because back in our day, (laughs) installs took a long fucking time, no matter what kind of rig you had. (laughs) Yeah. Like, granted, you could get one... Granted, you could make it to where a computer could install things faster than your general, like, consumer computer. But it still wasn't very fast today compared to today's standards. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, like, doing a Steam game, it's, like, download, install, you know, it's, it's ready and, like... It's, like, the entire download... Yeah. Uh, ...takes, like... 20 minutes-ish, depending (laughs) on how big and how fast your internet is. Yeah. But, like, it would take about that long. The files are already there. You just have to install the shit.
1: Yeah. Back then, it it was like... Yeah, and and back before, it was like, well, alright, I just bought this game on Steam. Time to install it. I hope you did that at the end of the day because you can't use your computer for the rest of the day now.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, basically. (laughs)
1: Like God, that was the fucking worst. When like installing a game on your computer just like essentially bricked it for the day. <laughs> yep, because like memory, like RAM memory was so fucking low back in the day that you just you couldn't multitask. It just you just couldn't do it. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean until like uh what's it Windows XP Service Pack 3 or uh or Vista like fucking you couldn't get more than 4 gigs of RAM. Like it didn't register anything else. Right. So typically you had like a, on a high-end rig, you would ha- typically have 1 or 2 gigs of RAM max.
1: On a high-end Compared to now where it's, like, 16 or get the fuck out.
0: Like. (laughs) That's the minimum. If you're going for video production or, like, if you're average, if you're, like, an average YouTuber streaming and doing video production, 32. Yeah. If you're actually going for, like, video production, uh, like, professionally. 64. Anywhere between 64 and a fucking terabyte. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, technology's fucking
1: wild. <laughs> we are getting way off fucking topic here. Um,
0: <laughs> are, are you really surprised? No, not really. Um, I mean, it all it all still stems from gaming, so we're we're yeah. okay. We're like we're like two degrees off. It's fine. Uh, we do we do actually
1: we do have to move on here in a little bit, so. I do want to make some more. I do want to talk a little bit more about horror games, though. Um, so I guess in order to, like, kind of, like, wrap up this segment, uh, what is a upcoming horror game that you're looking forward to?
0: Oh, there's a couple. Uh, one just released a few weeks ago, uh, which I'm super excited about because I haven't played it yet, uh, The Mortuary Assistant. mm Um, there's the Dead Space remake, which is coming up that I'm super stoked for. Oh, that's right. Because it just looks so good. Yeah, it does. Uh, and from, uh, people from the original Dead Space team at Visceral, uh, is coming the Callisto Protocol. Yeah. Which, like, you could definitely see, like, where, where the influence came from.
1: Oh, no, but, but I'm pretty sure in the first, like, in, like, the, in, like, the reveal trailer for the Callisto Protocol, I think there's, like, graffiti on a wall that says,
0: I see was here.
2: Oh, uh,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, meaning Isaac Clarke. Yeah. Uh, the main character <laughs> for Dead Space, if you're not familiar. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, there, there's, there's a few horror games coming up that I'm really looking forward to, and the newest inst- installation of the Dark Pictures Anthology um which in order oh was have they announced a new one or yeah. uh they they have a trailer for the next one at the end of the previous installment so oh that's awesome uh, yeah with man of medan uh there was um a trailer for little hope okay and then little hope released and at the end of that was uh was a trailer for house of ashes yep and at the end of house of ashes there's uh a trailer for um I think it's called the uh, the devil inside. Okay. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to that one as well because that actually releases this year. This oh, okay. November maybe. Ooh. Double
2: checking that. No, not
0: the devil wears Prada. Fuck off. <laughs> Uh oh, The Devil in Me. Oh, okay. Uh comes out, yeah, November this year. Super stoked. Fuck yeah. <laughs>
2: but yeah um, those
0: those are some of those are some of the upcoming horror games that I'm that I'm like really jazzed for.
1: Uh there was one, god damn it, I can't remember what it is. Uh Oh, I remember what it is. There's one that's been on my radar. There's still no, like, set release date for it yet. And as of right now, it's actually up in the air as of whether it's going to be out in 2022 or not. Uh, Choo Choo Charles. Oh my god! Yeah, I've, I really want to play that one. Yeah, so basically, basic premise of the game, there is a demon spider train called Choo Choo Charles. <laughs> you have your own train, and you have to go about... It's an open-world game. There's... As of right now, there's been NPCs added. There's quests that have been added. Um... Yeah. Like, uh... As of right... Yeah. But as of... The last thing that the, that the developer has said about it, uh, as far as I can tell from their YouTube channel, uh... They, um... The developer specified that the game may not be, make it out in 2022, depending on uh, how basically the last stage of development goes.
0: Which, the, good things come to those who wait. I am totally fine with waiting for a, a well-crafted, polished game. Oh yeah, me too. But, uh, but yeah, the, the game looks like Zelda Spirit Tracks if it was made by Satan. <laughs> it looks so good. Uh, but
1: yeah, I'm I'm super excited for that game. Uh but yeah, we are going to take a quick break. And then, uh, yeah, we will be right back. So uh, enjoy these messages from the editor. Have you guys heard of Anchor? Well, if you listen to this podcast, then you need to go show them some love. Because without them, creating and distributing the derailed podcast may not have been such an easy feat for me and Fish. Anchor is hands down one of the best ways to get your podcast out to the big streaming platforms. Why is it the best? Because it's fucking free, man. There's no monthly fees and you can upload as many episodes as you want. Not only that, but they offer a gaggle of tools that allow you to record, edit, and upload podcasts from your PC and even your phone. And once you've got your masterpiece in hand, Anchor also makes it extremely easy to get your podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or pretty much any other podcast service you can think of. They also offer options that allow you to monetize your podcast. And get this some of the options have no minimum listenership required so if you've been looking for the sign to start your own podcast this is it kids and the best place to start is by going to anchor fm or by downloading the anchor app on your phone hey do you like DD? do you like fish if you answered yes to both of those questions, then holy shit do I have the show for you. Go check out stream for initiative on Twitch, man. We're a group of VTubers, with the exception of our good friend Fish. He don't do the VTubing and stuff. Uh, they get together and play an ongoing campaign of D&D. It's heavily RP-based, and the group dynamic is just phenomenal. And unfortunately, as of right now, the party is split. Not like the Beatles. There's no Yoko here, man. But in order to compensate for everyone's lives outside of the game, they had to split the group into two. Now you may be saying to yourself at this point, comma, where the fuck do I find this magical group of characters? Well, give me a fucking minute, I'll tell ya. You can find them live every other Sunday and Friday at 7pm pacific time on twitch.tv slash stream4initiative. You can also follow their Twitter page, at the4initiative, or hell, you can even visit their shiny new website, 4initiative.net. You like me and Fish enough that you want to see us outside of the Derailed podcast? Well, you can sometimes find us live on our Twitch channels. And sometimes we stream together, but other times we're doing our own thing. You can find Fish at twitch.tv slash fishkidmal, and you can find me at twitch.tv slash comiccrazygametime. If you want to stay updated on all things Derailed podcast, or shit, just even what the hell me and Fish are up to, you can follow the Derailed podcast on Twitter at nimrodentyt. That's Nimrod nimrodentyt. YT. You can find Fish at Fish Kid Mal, and you can find me at Comma Crazy GT. Uh, welcome back. Uh, boy, that editor's a real fucking idiot. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you mean you? I don't know what you're talking about. I pay somebody to edit this shit. <laughs> they don't get paid enough.
1: They don't get paid at all. <laughs> Well, fuck. I pay him in cherry cokes. (laughs) I pay him in cherry cokes and
0: bong water. (laughs) Yeah, you choke on that bong water.
1: (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, of course the editor's me, and of course he's a fucking idiot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so I wanted to bring this up last week, but we just straight up didn't have enough time after ta- all that fucking MCU talk. Um, But, uh, oh, Jesus Christ, I'm still trying to recover from that fucking, oh my God. <laughs> Anyways, uh, recently here in the U.S., uh we got a release of Dragon Ball Super Superhero most redundant name in the world yes um but it was actually a pretty good fucking movie so first of all one thing that I want one thing that I want to point out about when I went to go see this
0: movie I basically got a private screening <laughs> And, oh yeah, you're telling me. Yeah, you, like it, the theater was basically empty. The right? theater
1: was basic. No, it wasn't basically empty. It was empty. I was literally the only one in there. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> and the reason for that is when I bought my ticket, I wasn't paying attention, and I bought a ticket for the subbed version of the movie. Rather than the dubbed version, which is what everyone here in the US was waiting on, essentially.
0: Oh, so you're saying you got to take it for, su- for the superior version? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll throw my hat in that fucking ring.
0: <laughs> no, I don't have anything wrong with dubbed. I just prefer subbed.
1: Yeah. Um,. I typically, typically when I watch Dragon Ball, I watch it in English because I grew up, you know, I grew up watching Toonami. So, you know, Sean Schemmel, Christopher Sabat, you know, all of those guys. uh, Sonny Strait, uh, like, all those fucking guys. Like, I grew up listening to their voices coming out of these characters. So, typically, I will watch dubbed content when it comes to Dragon Ball. But, recently... Because of uh, Super Dragon Ball Heroes, which is a game that, up until a few years ago, was exclusively an arcade game in Japan. Um, It now is on Steam and uh, Switch, I believe, of all things. Uh... Oh. (laughs) But yeah, this game has a promotional anime, but it is only in Japanese. And since the only fan dub I will ever fucking watch is Team Four Stars, and they obviously haven't done a fan dub of this, uh, I'm shit out of luck when it comes to an English version. So I've been watching it in Japanese. And the cool thing about this series is they actually have the Dragon Ball voice actors do the Japanese voice do the voices for this game. So like Masako Nozawa does Goku's voice in this game and in the promotional anime series. So like everybody has their original Japanese voice actors. So it's been helping me get used to, uh, the, to the subbed versions of Dragon Ball. So actually watching this movie, watching this movie subbed actually wasn't too bad for me personally. I actually really enjoyed it. Believe it or not. like, you know, typically, like, typically, you know, like I said, I'll watch Dragon Ball dubbed, but, and even the games, I always play the games in English, too. Because, you know, like I said, I grew up with the English voices. Mm. Um, But, yeah, like, so, yeah, getting that out of the way, it, the voice acting is absolutely phenomenal. Like, I really don't know much about, you know, how Japanese voice acting works. um, But I, I really enjoyed the voice acting in this game, it, or movie. It was really fucking good. Um, the other big elephant in the room that I want to address about this movie is the animation. So, a lot of people, fish included, are... Mm-hmm. A little weary about the animation style that they chose for this movie, considering that it is primarily in, like, a 3D CGI format, similar to how, like, fighters would look. Or, honestly, no. I'm gonna go with an even better comparison, uh, the cutscenes for Dragon Ball Z Kakarot.
0: Yeah, it's 3D cel-shaded.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um... I'll be honest, I wasn't crazy about the animation style either. At first, especially like when the first trailer came out, I wasn't crazy about it. Um and it did take it took me a while to get used to, and one of the things that honestly really sold me on this movie, it was actually playing Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Um you know oh, because, really? yeah because like like we had, like we just stated um you know like the major scenes of Dragon Ball Z are have been fully animated in the style of the game and the style of the game honestly isn't that far off from this movie like i, I would say the movie has yeah no i would definitely say the movie has better models like 3d models of the characters um, but it's still it it that doesn't take anything away from the quality of the um of of the game's cutscenes though. I just want to state that flat out. Um, but yeah, playing through this game and like watching these super famous like Dragon Ball scenes animated in this style. It got me thinking. I was like, okay, you know what? This. M- making a movie in this style might actually work. And sure enough, it did. And to be fair, I. From what my eyes saw, it's not 100% 3D animated. There is a lot of it, yes. But I would say. And obviously, this is still a pretty big ratio, but it's like an 80/20 split of 3D and 2D animation. Okay. So like in moments when it would really look off like a wide shot, you know, is typically where you'll see like a 2D look to things. Um Moving down the road of everything, we'll just move next into uh, characters, uh, fucking, first of all, let's just get them out of the fucking way like the movie did. Goku and Vegeta are absent for the
0: majority of this movie, and I wouldn't have it any other fucking way. And all the promotional material that I've seen, they're in like half, half of the overall trailer. Yeah. Which is fucking hilarious. That's, that's
1: misleading as fuck. Well, I mean, let's be real. They know what's going to get asses into seats. You know, like Grillin. I mean, here, here's what I learned from this movie. Totally bypass the bald man. I mean, I, I mean, he's literally not even in the. Oh no, he is in this movie. Um, I feel like a dick for saying that now. Um. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, uh, but when it comes to like. This movie appealed to Western audiences more than it did uh, uh, Japanese audiences, oddly enough. Really? Yes. Because, you know, as it turns out, you know, Goku and Vegeta are really popular fucking everywhere. But in Japan, they're super fucking popular. Mm -hmm. Here in the West, though... Dragon Ball fans have more of an interest in other characters. Specifically, like, Gohan and Piccolo. So, the fact that this movie solely, like, pretty much solely focuses on these two characters... Fucking... I I was sold right away. Mainly just because... Fucking Gohan, Gohan got a little bit of redemption in the Tournament of Power. I will give him that. Like, towards the end of, like, the Dragon Ball Super Series. And in the manga, he's been pretty fucking badass as well. In my fucking opinion, this movie has fully redeemed Gohan. Oh, really? Yes. Gohan, Gohan is once again a badass. And honestly, I don't think he ever really stopped. He just needs the right motivation. IE rage. I mean, yes. Like Like I'm not kidding when we say when I say we got to see Cell Saga Gohan
2: in this movie.
0: Like and that's that's kind of funny cuz like isn't Cell, like, it, didn't they bring him back for this, in a way?
1: Um. Okay, so yeah, that's one of the big things that I'm, that I'm going to talk about. Uh, spoilers, if you haven't seen the movie. Uh, so, there are technically three antagonists in this movie. Uh, four, if you want to count the overarching organization. Uh-uh. Beautiful. Cherry Coke. Um... <laughs>
0: Not sponsored. See,
1: I told you I pay the editor in Cherry Coke.
0: (laughs) Not sponsored. Um,
1: Apologies. Uh, You're good. So the two quote-unquote main baddies throughout the majority of the movie are two new androids called Gamma 1 and 2, which are designed to be like comic book superheroes. Hence the title of the movie. It's not about fucking Gohan being Man, which, honestly, I really thought we were going to see SayAman in this movie. Not a trace to be found. Uh, for me, personally, thank God. Personally, I'm not a huge fan of him, like, seriously doing the SayAman thing. Doing it as, like, a playtime thing with his daughter, I think, is adorable.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, that's just him being
1: a dad. That, exactly. That <laughs> um, But, yeah, I was actually really glad that we didn't get to see any of it. But, it turns out, uh, you know, so, just to give you a little bit of a synopsis, I don't want to give away the full plot of the movie, just because, like, I am going to give away major moments, but I don't want to give away, like... The whole movie, just because the whole movie as an experience itself is really fucking good. It is it is a fun movie. Um, But, so, the Red Ribbon Army had fucking returned for, like, the third goddamn time. Because these <laughs> motherfuckers just can't ever stay down. And we actually, as far as I am aware now, like... I have never been made aware of this. I could just be an idiot because as we all know, Dragon Ball fans can't read. Um I'm not kidding. It is a joke within the community.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Like Dragon Ball fans can't fucking read. <laughs> after you're done after you're done with this, I need you to elaborate because I've never heard that before. Um
1: so shit what was i even going on originally <laughs> dragon ball fans can't read um what was i fucking going on about uh oh okay uh, main baddies so yeah uh the red ribbon army red ribbon has army come, come back returned. again and uh-huh. r- like i said because either i'm just a typical dragon ball fan and i can't read or um like I just missed it somewhere along the lines. The Red Ribbon Army has been funded by running under the guise of the Red Pharmaceutical Company. So, all these years, the Red Ribbon Army has been secretly operating and been funded by this pharmaceutical front.
0: With how much medication costs that, yeah, that would be pretty good funding. Yeah. Um so
1: what happens is the current leader of the Red Ribbon Army who is uh, who goes by the name of Magenta uh the re- this being a clever colorful name scheme because of the original Dragon Ball series uh because he is the I believe either son or grandson of Commander Red who was killed by Goku all or actually not killed by Goku, he was actually killed by like his uh, like his right hand guy, um, back in the original Dragon Ball series. Uh, but Goku was responsible for the fall of the Red Ribbon Army, so he's mad about he can be mad about that. Uh, he goes and tracks down this scientist by the name of Dr. If I'm pronouncing this correctly, I believe it's Hedo H E D O. Not Hedo, as it would be pronounced here in the West. Um,
0: Yeah, Hedo.
1: Yeah, Uh, who is the grandson of uh, Dr. Giroux. Oh, also, this movie confirms that Android 21 was modeled after Giroux's wife. Like it's okay. it's literally a blink and you miss it confirmation, but it does confirm that uh Android twenty one from fighters and shit. Mm-hmm. She was
0: she was modeled after Giro's wife. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um also confirmation Giro fucks. Moving on. Yeah.
1: Well, uh Android sixteen was based the the design of Android sixteen was based on his son. So that was already confirmed.
0: What the fuck is up with their genetics, dude? Right? Because like, sixteen, <laughs> really, dude? Well, Good
1: fuck. You have to remember, he's not—he's not a cyborg like eighteen, like seventeen, and eighteen. He is actually legitimately an android. He is one hundred percent mechanical. He's not organic in any way. So. It, his face is probably modeled after their son, but probably the rest of him is not. I can't... Im- no, I
0: know, but, like, even, even the face, the mohawk, the chisel, like...
1: <laughs> hello? Are we really gonna go around judging appearances in a series
0: like Dragon Ball? <laughs> no, what I'm saying is that that kid... The, the, the dude must have been <laughs> fucking scary. Oh, yeah. That's all all I'm getting at.
1: Um, But yeah, so it turns out that that son that Android 16 was modeled after also had a kid who was apparently like five times smarter than his grandfather Geroe. Who, so when we meet up with him and Magenta, he is actually just getting out of prison after being incarcerated for creating androids from corpses. Like, not killer androids, you know, like 17 and 18 from Future Trunks' timeline, but just, like, androids made from corpses.
0: God, I really need help in, or help doing these dishes. Uh, exactly. Fuck, where did we bury Grandma again?
1: Basically exactly it. Um. So he gets out of jail, and Magenta manipulates him into building what we initially think is two new androids for the Red Ribbon Army. We later learn that there's actually a third one, Which brings me back to the original point that got us here, uh, Cell Max. So Cell Max was supposed to be a, well, just a better version of Cell. Had Had the creation been allowed to fully develop because it was actually released early, so it wasn't in its perfect state yet, thank fuck, Mm-hmm. Um, because when we actually see, when we see it in the movie, aside from the fact that it has, like, red details where there used to be green, so, like, y- you remember how imperfect, se- not, not imperfect cell, uh, semi-perfect cell, so big lip cell. Oh, yeah. So, how that character looked, so all of, like, the dark green armor type of looking shit that he had. Mm. That is now red. Oh. And instead of having, like, the the stinger, like, suction cup thing on his tail, it's just a fucking wrecking ball. That, fi- that fires, like, the equivalent of uh, Boo's fucking attack that killed everything on Earth.
0: Oh, good God. Yeah
1: and i don't know if it was meant to be like this or if it was because it was released in an imperfect state um it's a fucking kaiju oh
2: yep i see that like man's is a literal kaiju
1: and yeah i'm i'm looking <laughs> at a
0: screenshot it's fucking Orange Piccolo versus fucking versus Cell Mag. Yeah, okay, actually,
1: perfect time to segue into that. Piccolo gets a power boost and a new transformation. So, you know, towards the beginning of this movie, Piccolo is attacked by, I believe it's Gamma 2, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong about that, though. Um, he's attacked. And so he goes to fucking investigate. He follows this android who thinks, uh, who thinks he killed him. The android thinks he's killed Piccolo. Uh, and uh, so Piccolo follows the android to discover, you know, the Red Ribbon Army is apparently still up and kicking. And, you know, obviously, because he just got his ass kicked by it, they're making new androids. So, after finding out all of this information, uh, he goes to, you know, he tries to figure out a plan of, like, shit, what the fuck are we gonna do, you know? Like, mm-hmm. uh, he gets in contact with Bulma. Sorry, I got, I spilled a little something on my keyboard, so I'm kind of trying to clean Uh-oh. that as I'm talking here. Um... He goes and gets in contact with Bulma, or he calls Bulma, because Piccolo knows how to use a cell phone, apparently. <laughs> um. Uh... He goes and, uh, Fucking... So, he calls Bulma up, to, you know, to, obviously to see where Goku and Vegeta are, and, uh, and... Fucking, of course, Goku and Vegeta are off-planet training with Beerus and Whis. Mm-hmm. Um which leads... I I know I started to explain it, but I never finished it. Um, That's how they get them out of the way for the movie. For the whole movie. Uh, Everyone gets distracted by a sparring session that Goku and Vegeta are having, so Whis doesn't notice Bulma trying to call him. Uh, So... After, after you know, realizing that, well, I guess it's basically just up to me, because Gohan's in no fucking shape to fight at the moment, you know? Like, there, mm. you know, there's no way that, there's no way that I can, you know, get him to fight right now. So it's literally just up to me. So he goes to see Dende, and he's just like, you know, you know, what could I do? You know, like, hey, you know, you're a Namekian, and you're, you know, the same kind of Namekian that uh, Guru was. Could you unlock my, you know, could you unlock my, you know, untapped power, my hidden potential? And he was like, well, you have to hit a, you know, Namekians have to hit a certain age before they can do that kind of thing. And he was like, well, could Shenron potentially do something like that? And he goes, well, yeah, I would need to, like, upgrade Shenron again, but yeah, I could make him do that. So he upgrades fucking Shenron real quick. And mind you this isn't the first time he's done it like the dragon earth dragon balls used to only be able to grant one wish now they
0: can do 3 Fucking that still fucking baffles me it's just like yeah yeah let, let, we'll go ahead and do that i just need to update the dragon's firmware
1: i mean it's magic dude you can do whatever the fuck you want <laughs> just like software <laughs> It's magic
0: the dragon <laughs> The dragon's and android, confirmed.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but oh anyways, so he upgrades the dragon. And of course, Bulma just happens to have all of the dragon balls together because she was going to use them to, and I'm not fucking kidding, make a wish to make her ass more firm. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what kind of noise that was because it could have been taken two ways. As just kind of a hmm. Like a okay. Or like a mmm. Ball my ass.
0: <laughs> I mean, didn't didn't the movies like destroy her thickness anyways? Um I It's like I remember I remember seeing uh, I remember seeing something that was just like, yo, they really did Bulma dirty like that. I don't... I'm not a... I don't... Maybe
1: not this. Maybe not anymore. Because, like, there is literally a shot in this movie where me, personally, not a huge fan of fan service in any sort of medium. You know, when it's appealing to men, women, or anything else. Like... I'm not really a huge fan of fan service like that. Um, There's literally a shot where just Bulma's ass is the entire screen for like 15 whole seconds.
0: Mm. (laughs) There it is again. (laughs) It's kind of a (laughs) mix. It's kind of a mix. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind—it's of, kind of a mix of like, yeah, all right, and uh, disappointing, <laughs> and also not trying to out
1: yourself for your hentai tastes. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> the cough—the fucking cough. Anyway, in other
0: news, Yajirobe eats ass. <laughs> oh, that's just wrong. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's just canon. Uh,
1: wait, really? <laughs> <laughs> Is it like, are you being
0: serious or are you gaslighting me right now? No, I was trying to, like I said, I was trying to find that comparison photo just like to see where the bit was because it was like it was comparing two different things, and I wanted to figure out which it actually was. First of all, could not find it. Found one of the reference images, couldn't find the other one. Um, but like another image that popped up in the image search is Yajirobe with a with a stick of corn biting down on Krillin's ass. What? And the caption says Yajirobe eats. Ass. What the fuck? I'm not joking. I will send it to you. <laughs> Give me two seconds.
1: Oh, shit. Holy fuck. But
0: anyways, before we got distracted... That oh. is not the right person. I'm glad I didn't click send. Oh. All right, send. <laughs> God damn it. I told you. Oh, shit. Did I or did I not tell you? It's, it's on the record. I told him. Everybody, I told him. <laughs> this has to be one of the reference photos for the YouTube thumbnail. It has to. I'll put it somewhere. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um.
1: Uh, but yeah, getting back on track from that shit. So Piccolo uses his wish to have the dragon unlock his potential. And... As the dragon is leaving, the dragon tells him that he threw in a little bit extra for him. And a lot of people were kind of weirded out by this, like, okay, why would, like, the dragon break his rule and, like, do, like, any sort of, like, extra something, you know what I mean? And it's just, Mm -hmm. like, well, you have to remember, part of Piccolo is the creator of Shenron. Right. So obviously that was Shenron being like, Hey, thanks for creating me. Here's a little bit of extra power when you fucking need it. And it kicks in right at the right time too. fucking Piccolo is just getting stomped. Like even after, like he even kind of got like a, like a new transformation, more of like a power up than a transformation where like, Instead of, like, you know, getting bulky and orange, his, like, skin just kind of, like, turns, like, a more yellowish shade of green. Mm. And, like, he has, like, no aura or anything like that. Um, And even after that power-up, he's still getting just fucking whomped on by Gamma 2. And after it seems like he's about fucking done, this new power-up activates. And it's literally just called Orange Piccolo. Yep, I've, I've noticed on the wiki. Because he turns orange and gets beefy. Like, the man goes from having all neck to no goddamn neck. Like, I, I, I shit you not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. But, yeah,
0: goddamn. Uh... No, he's he's got he's got Does neck. Does he still have a neck? If you're looking at him head on, no. But if you're looking at him from the side, he got that corpse grinder neck. Got it. Okay. So it it'd be a fucking tree trunk. <laughs> but yeah,
1: I actually thought the power up was really fucking cool. Mainly just because, like. I I, I don't fucking know. It's cool to see characters other than fucking. Pickle, or er, fucking Vegeta and Goku getting power-ups, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, fucking Goku and Vegeta each got a gaggle of transformations during Dragon Ball Super. Like, for Goku, he got fucking Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Blue, Super Saiyan Blue Kaioken 10 and 20, Ultra Instinct Omen, Omen and Ultra Instinct... And then for Vegeta, he got the fucking same thing, God blue, and then he got fucking blue evolved. And in the if you read the fucking manga, he's got his own
2: ultra state called Ultra Ego.
1: Like, I mean fuck, even Frieza's gotten more transformations.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh what's it? Uh black, right? Yeah, black Frieza. Why why is there no love for the, the human characters? Like I would I would love if it's just like you know, like the like in this situation, everyone's everyone important is away. Like fucking there there's like an issue on another planet, like all of our main characters are there, and then there's just a story of like fucking uh Tien and Yamcha and, and Krilla just fucking hanging out like on Earth like Fuck! There's some shit going on here. What do we do, dude? And they like they get some new shit, like some Kyoket, like because they can learn Kyoket, right? That's just unlocking key, um, for the for the most part. It, uh, like it's a definite strain on the body. It's a multiplier.
1: It multiplies. Yeah, it's your a multiplier.
0: Power. So they, so they can do that. Why not? Why not give them uh something that, like something extra for the human side? Because I mean fucking say so i'm gonna let you finish op i'm gonna let you
1: finish but um check out the moro arc of the manga uh spell it uh
2: m-o-r-o
1: check out that arc of the manga the earthlings actually get to do a hell of a lot even fucking Yamcha, who has been made a joke by this point, literally Yamcha gets some badass moments and reminding us that he is literally the third strongest person on the planet. Like, the third strongest he- Earthling on the planet.
2: Like... Well, all right
1: like if you want to actually see the human like the the earthling characters shine read that arc because they actually get to
0: so i'm glad that they get to shine but that still doesn't answer my my uh my frustrations with everyone's gotten new transformations give them new <laughs> give them shit yeah well see the thing is in order for that if they were going
1: to learn Kaioken, they would have learned it while they were with King Kai. But instead of fucking training, they were too busy being concerned with what the fuck
0: Goku was doing. I thought Krillin was able to. Or Krillin was able to do something that the others couldn't. Um right? other than Destructo Disc? No. I thought he had his own thing, or am I just- uh, He's like...
1: got-I think it's called like the scatter kamehameha. Where, like, he fires a beam up into the air, and then it splits into a bunch of separate, like, energy spheres, and then he just rains them down. Um, But the solar flare isn't his, that's Tien's. Yeah. Uh, Destructo Disc is his, but he doesn't ever fucking use it. Um. Well, he doesn't ever use it when he
2: should. Uh, Kamehameha, that's fucking Roshi's. Yeah, no, he really doesn't have anything
1: unique like that. And also, you have to remember, Krillin didn't die in Z until the Boo Saga, until fucking Frieza. And even then, he wasn't dead very long. Yeah, that's fair. Not, not long enough to learn the Kaioken, anyways. Like, obviously, Goku can learn the fucking Kaioken in six months, but that's because he's fucking Goku. Yeah. Um, yeah, fucking Goku can learn the fucking Kaioken and the Spirit Bomb. Actually, I'm pretty sure he learned those in, like, the span of, like, Four months, because it took him six months to get to King Kai, and then it took him two months to catch Gregory and Bubbles, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> but, yeah. And that, also, I know I'm fucking talking shit about the Earthlings not training while they were with King Kai, but I'm also an asshole, and I am fully aware of the fact that they did, in fact, train while they were there but i just i just don't think any of them got to the level where they could learn the kaioken to where even just the standard kaioken wouldn't destroy their bodies
0: yeah i would just love to to see the earthlings get get a, a new power up considering everyone else has gotten like six
1: no i definitely would like to like i'm definitely on your side with this like i would i really would want to see them get some power-ups like fuck go like have them visit the kais and have uh, the old kai unlock their potentials like he did with fucking gohan you know like give us something but then again we also have to take into like in reality the only person that probably would do this now is Tien. Tien is really the only one who still actually has a, like, a current interest in martial arts. Like, he Mm. has his... Like, in Super, he has his own school. Um... You know, but Yamcha... Yamcha really gave up on training after the androids showed up. Because he saw the gap that was there that was created when uh, you know once you know there was more than just goku as a super saiyan he saw the power gap and he saw that it was getting wider and wider very quickly so he he didn't exactly give up but he but he did just accept the fact that the gap will never be closed so he's just going to keep going at his own pace doing his own thing and that's what most of the earthlings, that's what most of the earthling fighters did in the end. You know, and you know, you've also got Krillin, who's now a family man. He's a cop now. You know, and these guys really only get up and fight when it's absolutely necessary now.
0: Yeah, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, <clears throat> oh, pardon me. Um, that's exactly what I'm talking about like while there's an arc going on for the Saiyans off world and there's like no chance that they'll be back anytime soon and some shit's going down on earth like that that would be the perfect time to to be like, "Well, I got to go shave my head and beat some ass, be right back, honey." <laughs> but yeah, we might actually
1: have to table this and do a part 2 next week uh just because we are running out of time here today, but I did want to cap off today with a couple of things. Uh, First of all, uh, when we initially planned to talk about this on the podcast, Fish asked me a very interesting question about fusion within the Dragon Ball universe. Um, and so here's here's my two cents. Basically, he asked me like, would a combination of like Goku in his Ultra Instinct state and Vegeta in his Ultra Ego state be possible? And my answer, after stewing on it for a couple of weeks, uh, is that it really depends on the method of fusion that you're, that you're thinking of. So when it comes down to the Patara earrings, the Patara earrings is 100% yes, it is possible. Now, how long would the fusion last? Who fucking knows? Because, as established in Super, unless Kai's are using them, there is a time limit of one hour on Potara fusions. And Vegito Blue burned up the fusion in about, I think it was like 10, 15 minutes. Oh, Jesus. So being in there, like, Max power forms I honestly think the fusion would maybe last like fifteen to thirty seconds and then they would diffuse almost
2: instantly God damn. Um, okay.
1: what about the fusion dance? so there's even, there's actually there's there's a couple more pitfalls with the fusion dance oh no so. One of the particular things about the fusion dance, aside from, like, doing the technique properly, your power levels also have to be the exact same. So, whichever one was stronger, or, in reality here, more in control of their power level, they would have to scale their power to the other one. Um, so like, for example, if, if Goku was the weaker one in the, it was the slightly weaker one in the equation, Vegeta would have to drop his, so let's say, I don't even know what the current power levels are, so let's just go with something crazy. If Goku's current power level is 1.3 billion, trillion, and Vegeta's is 1.6 trillion, Vegeta would have to bring his power level down to 1.3 to match Goku's before they could even attempt the fusion dance. And even then, it still comes down to a matter of, I think, how long does Metamoran
2: fusion last? I forgot. How long does the fusion dance last? Okay, so the fusion dance
0: lasts only 30 minutes. Which is interesting because, like, looking back at the Boo arc, like, it felt like uh, Gotenks was able to hold that form fucking indefinitely. Unless they got royally, royally shitrolled. Well, see, what's you know? the thing
1: is, is because Goten and Trunks kept constantly fusing. Because they, they would fuse, the time limit would run out but they would only have to wait another 30 minutes to refuse. Um, but I, I get what you're saying, though. Uh, But then again, you also have to remember, Gotenks isn't nearly as strong as Gogeta. Right. Um, I would honestly even argue not even... No, definitely not as strong as Vegito. Because Vegito was fucking handling Boo. (laughs) Yep. Like, just
2: manhandling
1: that motherfucker. So, they probably weren't burning up as much power. And one of the things you have to remember about Dragon Ball, which is something I constantly forget, so I know a lot of other people probably do too, is that Fights happen at ludicrous speeds in this show. Yeah, that's- We are basically what we are seeing is everybody is like we are seeing like Goku's perspective of a fight. Like that's how a fight looks from like Goku or Vegeta or Piccolo's point of view if we were actually seeing those fights at the speed they were happening, we wouldn't see them. It would
0: literally... Oh, so that's that's why five minutes takes, like, fucking seven episodes with fucking Frieza? As much of a meme as it's become, yes, that is exactly
1: why. Because the fights are happening at such a fast speed that time is fucking irrelevant practically and that only extends further and further like the thing that really helped me put, the thing that really helped me put a lot of this into perspective is watching the original dragon ball like watching the very first tournament arc that they did and watching everyone be awestruck by the fact that You know, Goku and Jackie Chun look like they have been completely beating the crap out of each other. But from the audience's perspective, only like two punches have been thrown.
0: I completely forgot that that man was named Jackie Chun.
1: Well, it was just Roshi in disguise. (laughs) Spoilers for a series that's over 30 years old. (laughs)
0: Honestly, forgot that too. But but yeah, it's just like fucking. Oh yeah, it what, would be, be a good name for uh, for a martial arts character, Jackie Chan. Uh, but we can't actually call him uh, call him Jackie, Jackie Chan cause, you know. <laughs> All right, copyright infringement. We got it.
1: <laughs> we got it on the dotted line. See you at the bank. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> but, but yeah. But yeah. Basically, that's like w- without getting into too much more of a long-winded discussion about it. Uh, that's my fucking two cents on it. Is yes, it is possible for them to fuse in those you know heightened states, but unless there was some kind of outside force allowing it to last longer. They just the fusions just wouldn't be able to hold. All right, fair enough. Um, and lastly, uh, I've got a couple of animes that I want to recommend. One of them is a uh, actually, I'll let him recommend it once I bring up what I'm gonna recommend. Uh, I started watching a new anime recently, I think it's actually really fun, really cool. Uh, it's called Cells at Work uh yeah ah, gotcha yeah it's a really fun anime uh it's literally just basically about like what your cells do inside of your body it's actually
0: oddly enough a very a pretty educational show for being an anime <laughs> no yeah that's the general consensus is it's just like it's it's a very well done like very educational yeah uh just fun to watch anime yeah
1: You know, uh, one side of it, there's, like, a slice-of-life portion, you know, watching a... You're following a red blood cell as they go throughout their day, doing their daily work, you know, delivering oxygen to all over the body. And uh, throughout the day, things will happen to this body. And then the show gets really violent when the white blood cells show up... (laughs)
0: Well, I mean, things get violent when white blood, white blood cells show up anyway. Well, yeah. They, they are the ones who, like, you know, hold down the fork, get out the guns, or in this case, katanas. Yeah. And just fuck up germs and shit. Yeah, And that's, I yeah. haven't
1: seen any of them yet, but I'm sure the T-cells get even more intense.
0: Um. Oh, the killer T-cells? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Think the the biggest brick shithouse of an anime person you can think of. Mm-hmm. Double that? Yeah. And give them the most, like, hardcore machismo kind of yeah. kind of attitude. And that's, yeah, that's that's how that <laughs> yeah, goes. Yeah, I know what they are, I just haven't seen them in action yet. <laughs> oh, dude, you get it by, like, episode three or four in in the spinoff series uh the spinoff series being Sells at work code black so the one that he's talking about is the the original it deals with like a pretty healthy body just goes through some stuff at, uh throughout the series but again like yeah the like the
1: the second episode the one that i'm currently on is literally about a scrape
0: Oh, no, whatever will we do? Uh, adorable little platelet girls. Go over there. Uh, fucking, but like the <laughs> code black is like well it, if if no one's familiar, code black refers to working conditions in like a highly stressful or abusive kind of work environment. Um, so it's like when you're when you're overworked, overstressed, you know like. Uh, you're pulling constant, if not daily, overtime hours, and, you know, like, you're barely getting any sleep. Like, is the worst of the worst conditions. That is code black. Yep. So, this one, uh, basically, the body that all of these cells are inhabiting, like, constant smoker, constant drinker, fucking his hair's falling out because of stress, like... Goes out uh, and gets intimate without protection, and like gonorrhea takes a couple episodes. That was fun, <laughs> uh, and like yeah, super violent. Like dear God, like the the white blood cells make an appearance in almost every fucking episode, mm-hmm. uh, and so shit gets slaughtered constantly. <laughs> I mean, even even the first. This is the first episode, all right. Like there, there's some. Some shit with like carbon monoxide. Mm -hmm. The red blood cells like essentially choke to death and then turn into zombies. Oh, that's right. You were telling me about that. (laughs) Like veins popping out of their necks. Their eyes go blank. Immediately after that, doesn't one turn around and just just light into someone? Yep. Yep. They go full zombie.
1: But yeah, like. It's fucked. I would highly recommend... <laughs> I haven't watched Code Black yet, but based on what I've seen from the first episode of the original, I'm going to watch the two seasons of that, and then I'm going to go watch Code Black. I would highly recommend this anime. I know for a fact it's on Crunchyroll. Uh, I'm not aware of any other sites. I'm sure you can buy it in places where you can purchase anime, but I do know for sure you can stream it on Crunchyroll. But... um that is going to do it for us here on the derailed podcast today. Fish, do you have any final thoughts before
0: I close it out here? Uh, in uh, when it comes to crunch rule, hashtag not sponsored, hashtag maybe become a sponsor. I, uh, I hope somebody's listening. Please. <laughs> thank you. Um, cause that would just be fucking awesome. But, uh, yeah not not a whole lot of thoughts uh, very head empty because I gotta get ready for work soon <laughs> well
1: all right then I guess I'll just close this thing off uh, this has been the D world podcast uh, thank you for listening and uh, yeah I am comma he is fish and we will see you guys next week
0: Fucking. is it weird that, that like white blood cells are hot no <laughs> <laughs>